take up your Bibles. Can we just sing a few parts of Fill Me Up? Can we just declare that in the atmosphere for me? want God to fill us up with his word this morning. Come on. Everybody in the house begin to declare it. Come on, one more time. pray God that you begin to fill us with your word for we know God that it is the sustainer of our life I want you to take up your Bibles and I want you to go to Matthew chapter 6 Matthew chapter 6 I want you to go to verse number 33 I'm reading from the King James version of the Bible it's so good to see many of you in the house of the Lord Matthew chapter 6, and I want us to look at verse number 33. It's on your screens if you don't have your Bibles this morning. But the Bible says, but seek ye first, somebody shout first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And here's the good news. All these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning. God's design for order. God's design for order. And I want to say this really quickly before I get into my message on this morning. Thank God. Can we give a hand clap of praise for Brian and our worship team? I want to thank you, Brian, for allowing and helping setting order in our house concerning our worship. I already see God moving in terms of order in our house. And I even want to, can we give God a hand clap of praise for Minister Dominique as well? I told Minister Dominique to begin to assign men uh, to, to serve in certain areas. And I told him I wanted us to start on the first Sunday in July, and he already, he was proactive. Somebody say proactive. proactive. And, he, and we are beginning to set order in the house. Order is necessary in the house. Now, I've been on this series set called Set Your House in Order. And just by way of quick recap, I need us to understand what order is. Somebody say, what's order? Order is God's discipline, God's direction, and watch this, God's design. If we want order in our life, all we got to do is find God's discipline for our life, God's direction for our life, and God's design for our life. Andre, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. I, and then I said this on last week. I said this concerning our desire for order. The reason why we need to desire order in our life, because order is the purpose of God. Somebody say the purpose of God. You're never walking in the purpose of God void of order. We've got a lot of people running around saying they're doing the things of God, but they don't have a level of order in that life. And if you don't have order, you're not walking in God's purpose. So I said that order is the purpose of God. Not only that, I said order is requires God's providence. Somebody say providence. That means God has the final say concerning order in my life. Everybody get with me? And then I said this, that order is pleasing to God. Somebody say pleasing. 
And so if you really want to please God in this walk, it's not about how much you sow. It's not how well you sing. It's not how well you pray. But can you have order in your life and God will find him pleased with your life? Uh, so so we have to desire order. But here's the good news concerning this desire for order. Watch what I said on last week. And actually not last week. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for um, Pastor Cole? Amen. Pastor Cole. Uh, ministered a, a, a significant word, I believe, for fathers on last week for Father's Day. But I said a few weeks ago that God is obligated to preserve where he finds order. That's good news to me, y'all. So if I want my marriage to be preserved, somebody say, I need order. If I want my job to be preserved, somebody say, I need order. And watch this. You may have this ministry endeavor, but if you want it to be preserved, somebody say, I need order. And the reason why many people lose stuff that God gave them because they did not have order. It's not that you did not have the finances. It's not that you did not have the resources. God says, I could not find any level of order. So watch this. I was not obligated to preserve it. So if I want something to be preserved in my life, this is why I'm so critical about setting order for this church. Because it's not going to be how gifted Pastor Keith is. It's not going to be how well that minister Brian leads the worship team. Watch this. It's going to be how well we establish order in the house. Somebody say, I need order. So, 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 so I said that we got to have this desire for order, but I want to talk about God's design for order. Because watch this. When areas in our lives are disorganized, dysfunctional, or in disarray, a very common response for a lot of people is where do I begin? Y'all know that when, when stuff is disorganized, y'all ever had to clean up a house and the house is all out of order? You, you just ask yourself, where do I begin? And it's likewise in our spiritual lives. Many times we say, man, it's just too much dysfunction and I have no clue about where to begin. So this is a common question that many believers have for themselves. Watch this. If we can be honest, when the house is disorganized, we ask, where do we begin? When the marriage is dysfunctional, we ask ourselves, where do we begin? And when children are in disarray, I don't know. I know y'all think that y'all know how to raise children. Many of you ask, where do I begin? Because watch this. Despite the level of disorganization, dysfunction, or even disarray in the lives of many, the reality is many truly do want order in their lives. Y'all ever watch the show Hoarders? The folk, folk really do want order in their lives. They just don't know, watch this, where to begin. Ask your neighbor, where do I begin? So, so I want to give us this level of God's design for order. And watch this, despite what you believe, you can live with abuse and still long for order. Y'all ain't going to like me this morning. There are women in abusive relationships that do desire order. They're stuck there and they don't know where to begin. You may not like this, but you can live with addiction and still long for order. You can live with anxiety and still long for order because it's not the desire that many struggle with, but it's God's design for order that many struggle with. It's not the desire. We all want desire. We want to be have our stuff in order, but it's the design. Where do I begin? In other words, it does not matter if you have intentions for order in your life. If you do not have instructions. Tell your neighbor, I need instructions. And here's a word of wisdom. I want to shut up some deep folk this morning. Stop labeling people based on, where they, on what they live in and start asking them what they long for. 
We label people based on the circumstances that we find themselves living in. But really what we should be asking, the critical question is, daughter, what do you long for? Because I can find myself in disarray, disorganization, and dysfunction and still not want to be there. So we've got to make sure we don't label people like that. And here we got too many deep church folk that we see folk in situations and we think they long to be there. But tell your neighbor, maybe they just need instructions. They need instructions. So God gives us this design for order. And because just because I live in it doesn't mean I love it. Did y'all hear what I just said? Just because I live in it doesn't mean I love it. I may just need some instructions. And the reality is many of us were subject, watch this, to circumstances of disorder. And it was not until we received counsel that we came up out of it. Many of us were subject to circumstances of disorder, not of our own accord. And it was not until we received counsel that we came up out of it. Many of us did not know we were living in families of dis, um, dysfunction until we got some counsel. And then when we got our own family, we came up out of it. So many folk just need instructions. Say that again. I need instructions. So, 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 so hear this. Uh, we still be in that connection full of disorder. We'll still be in that covenant full of disorder. And even some of y'all, y'all know this, we would still be in that church full of disorder if we had not received counsel. So hear this. The enemy of disorder is divine direction. Stay with me. If I want to make the enemy of disorder is always divine direction. So if I want to make sure that disorder is never prevalent in my life, I've got to get divine direction. So tell you neighbor, I need divine direction. In other words, God's design. That's good news. That means our ability to defeat disorder in our lives is dependent upon our ability to gain access to divine instructions. And herein lies the reason why we have so many, watch this, disorganized, dysfunctional, and even disoriented believers because they lack divine direction. Y'all know you got a lot of folk going to churches this morning. Somebody say right now that are not getting direction. They're getting a whole bunch of hype. They're getting a whole bunch of dancing. They're getting a whole bunch of shouting, but no direction. And you wonder why churches can be so packed out, watch this, and folks still be in a level of disorder because they're not receiving divine, divine direction. And watch this, you've got to be mature to sit in a church that teaches because churches are doing everything other than teaching, watch this, to draw the masses. So we go, we get, our, we get our cup of coffee, we send our kid, children to the pretty um, children's church that got a whole jungle gym in it, y'all, but never receiving divine di direction. That's why your child's still bad, because you're sending them to a church that is not giving them a level of, somebody say this, direction. Ooh, we need direction. And listen, I want the children's church in order. We're going to put some stuff in a, Pastor Keith actually bought a little kitchen. And a, and a toy um, workbench. But that's not what, they're they going to get some instruction in there. Alright, th and no, notice this. This is why the psalmist says this in Psalm 119, 133. I don't even know if it's on our screen. Psalm 119, 133. Notice this. The psalmist says, direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over you. I just saw you in here, Chris. It's so good to see you and your wife because the psalmist knew that disorder, watch this, would always have dominion over the believer, void of direction. 
People whose lives are filled with disorder, where it seems like disorder has dominion over them, that's a person, I watch this, I want you to hear me, and hear me good, you can take this to the bank, is a person void of divine direction. Because the psalmist said, will you order my steps by your word, um, Lord? And if not, disorder will have dominion over you. Oh, and, 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 and we need instructions. So the critical questions we must ask ourselves as we attempt to set our houses in order is how do we attain divine direction? How do we gain access to God's design for order in our lives? Those are the critical questions we got to ask ourselves. And I believe we find the answers to our questions in our foundational text. And I need us to understand something about our foundational text. It's tucked in the middle of the Lord's Sermon on the Mount. I don't know anybody know about God's, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. But it, this is where I believe Jesus preaches and teaches his most controversial message during his earthly ministry. Somebody say the Sermon on the Mount. And somebody may be saying, Pastor Keith, why is this so controversial? Why would you say that? Because he teaches in a manner that contradicts, watch this, the very culture, the very climate, and the very context of the time. He watches, he addresses how we obtain peace from God in Matthew chapter 5. So, so the world has set up this, this way of obtaining peace. And, and Jesus says that, that he's going to comfort those that mourn. How can, how can I have peace while I'm mourning? So he's contradicting what the very world says, how you gain peace from God. And, and, and in Matthew chapter 7, he says how we, um, the, the, he addresses our path to God. While the Pharisees were saying, you've got to follow the law, he's saying, no, not that you need to follow the law, but you need to go the narrow way. He says that you've got to be led by the Spirit. So it's in contradiction to what the world is saying. And then he says this. In Matthew chapter 6, where we find our foundational text, he addresses, watch this, how we please God. In other words, the Sermon on the Mount is where Jesus outlines order in the life of a believer. And I believe Matthew 6, we find God's design for order. So my prayer this morning is that we move from simply intentions from order. We can't just have desire, but we've got to heed and hear God's instructions for order. Because God has a design for order. So here's what I want to do. I just want to walk the text. We're just going to look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. And I want us to look at the first portion of the text. Notice what the text says. It says, but seek ye. I want us to stop right there. For many, it has been their pursuit of order that has been problematic. This is where a lot of folk run into roadblocks. It's our pursuit of order that is problematic. And somebody may be saying, what do I mean by that? Many pursue order, watch this, based on what is right in their own eyes rather than what is right in the Lord's eyes. The reason why many of us mess up in this journey about establishing order, because we try to counsel in our own minds and reason in our own minds what is right. And God says, no, it's according to my, to my eyes. Somebody say the Lord's eyes. So, 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 so hear this, when your pursuit of order ends with you, disorder in your life will never end. Did y'all hear what I just said? When your pursuit of order ends with you, this is what I think is a good thing to do, disorder will never end in your life. So here's what I need us to understand. If we ever want God's design for order in our lives, order requires the pursuit of God. It's on our screen, I need us to take notes because many of us live and watch this out of order. 
Watch this. I need us to consider the children of Israel in Judges 17 verse 6. The Bible says in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And because of their individual pursuits, the Bible reveals that false worship was routine. We find that in Judges 18. The Bible says that fighting was rampant. We find that in Judges chapter 20. And then the Bible says that families were ruined. We find that in Judges 21. Somebody shout disorder. What a sad tragedy. And watch this. If we can be honest, many to include believers, when we try to establish order on our own, this, in other words, void of God, it ended with false worship. Many of us tried to establish order. Watch this. I've seen women try to establish order in their homes. And watch this. They end up worshiping their husband more than God. Somebody say false worship. And not only that, and when we try to do stuff and establish order on our own, when God's not in it, I bet some of us got into some fist fights. I know we don't like that. And watch this. When you try to establish order on your own, you're going to rule with an iron fist. You're going to do what you think is right. Many families were broken. Somebody say families were broken. We've got to be honest with ourselves. When we try to pursue order in our own lives, we're on our own accord, disorder will never end. And watch this. Not only will disorder never end, but watch this. We extend disorder to generations that never had a, anything to do with it in the first place. I was having this conversation with my wife. And I said, men don't know how many generations and segments of a family that they ruin because of one decision. Y'all hear what I'm saying? There are grandchildren. Many, many of the husbands just think about the wife and the immediate kids. But what happens when those, those immediate kids have kids themselves? And because of the disconnect from the initial family, now those grandchildren suffer. Somebody say disorder. Oh, I, I hope y'all stand with me. So whenever we try to do it on our own accord, we extend it to generations that had nothing to do with the disorder in the first place. And many of us are in situations of disorder, not because of our own accord. But if we want to set it right in our own house, we've got to pursue God. Somebody say pursue God. Oh, that's good news to me. This is why if we want to receive God's design for order, then we must stop. Watch this. Pursuing with our own rationale. Stop pursuing with our own reasoning and stop pursuing with our own rhetoric because order requires the pursuit of God. And notice what our foundational text says, but seek ye because the answer for order is never found in self, but it's found in the one who is sovereign. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves when we pursue order is what and who are we seeking? Did y'all hear what I just said? We, I don't need y'all going to another conference. I don't need y'all going to another prophet. I don't need y'all going, watch this, some of y'all go to psychics. I don't need y'all going to that. I need you pursuing God. Someone say, I've got to pursue God. Oh, we've got to pursue God. Because, to, because what and whom you are seeking will determine if you will see order. I want us to see this and I believe it's on our screen. Notice what James 3.16 warns us. It says, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. That means, watch this, disorder finds find safety where there is self-seeking. Did y'all hear what I just said? You thinking that you're doing it right. You thinking because I'm, I, I, I learned from somebody over here and I learned from somebody over here and I'm self-seeking order for my life. Watch this, disorder says I find safety there. 
So many of us think that we're pursuing order, but because we're pursuing it out of our own means, this order is taking residence in our lives. Oh, that's a dangerous place to be. So some of y'all got roommates and you did not know it. You've got roommates and you did not know it. And disorder, somebody say, it's chilling. Disorder is chilling. Ah, so, so watch this. What do I mean when I say we attempt to attain order with our own rationale, our own reasoning, and our own rhetoric? In other words, watch this. We want order to fit our agenda and not God's. Whenever, so you've got to ask yourself, is this my agenda or the agenda of God? It, it looked good. It looked good, Pastor Keith. Oh, I like how you're doing that with the church. But is it Pastor Keith's agenda or is it God's agenda? Because many of us like to fit order in our lives so that it fits our agenda. And somebody say, not God's. Ooh, that's a dangerous place to be. We still have believers that want their cake and want to eat it too. Ah, yeah, notice this. We want the faithful wife, but we want to justify our wickedness. We want to be used in ministry, but we want to justify our mess. And we want God to be pleased with us, but we still want to justify pleasing our flesh. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Because if you're not pursuing God for order, then you will always watch this be out of order. So here's what I'm trying to say in the most practical means. Whenever there's disorder in our lives, I've got to get on my face and ask God, what's your agenda concerning this? It's just that simple, y'all. I've got to make sure that I'm searching the scriptures to say, God, what's your agenda concerning this? I don't want to be caught up. And watch this. I said this two Sundays ago. Many of us are living off of order the way grandma did it. And God says, because I designed you unique, there's a way that I'm designing it. Watch this just for you. And I know that your grandma and your granddaddy stayed married for 70 and 80 years. But watch this. Y'all did not know that there was disorder in that 70 and 80 years. That's why I told y'all last week that some folk were saying that's your uncle and that's your really your daddy. Somebody say there was disorder. So I've got to be pursuing God and asking God, what is your agenda concerning this? And watch this. Look at John chapter 5 verse 30. Even Jesus. Somebody say even Jesus. Watch what Jesus says. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous, not because I seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. That means even Jesus knew himself that he would be out of order if he did not pursue God and God's design for order. Watch this. That means you can pray, preach, and prophesy down heaven. But if you don't pursue God for order, then you are still out of order. I said this, and I don't say this to slight our church, but I said this knowing I'm being understanding, and, and, and the Bible says sober-minded that a lot of our church is out of order. As your pastor, I recognize that. So all I'm trying to do is make sure that I pursue God's will concerning our church. Watch this so that he might preserve our church. Tell your neighbor we need to be preserved. So the first thing I need us to understand, if we want God's design for order in our lives, we've got to pursue God. Let's look at the, second, the next portion of our text. The Bible says this, just one word, first. Somebody shout first. There are many believers that know God's, know God's order, but yet, yet still have no intentions to obey. So that means your seeking of order will always be in, in vain if you have no intentions to submit to order. 
Uh, so hear this, because every revelation that we receive of order requires our submission. This is why our foundational text says first. So in other words, what I'm trying to say, order requires being prostrate before God. And, and here is just a simple term so everybody can know what I'm talking about. Somebody say submission. It don't make no sense for you to know what God, what God is telling you to do and you have no intentions of submitting. I tell you, neighbor, I've got to submit. So I've got to be prostrate before God. In other words, God's design for order must be the priority of the believer. But even more, order requires being prostrate before God. This is why our text says first. In other words, fully submitted. And herein lies one of the problems why many believers don't have the Lord's order in their lives because instead of humbling themselves to what God is saying, we like to say, God, that's too hard. Did y'all hear what I just said? We know God's order, but we say, no, that God, that's too much. I ain't ready for this. You know I'm still a working in process. Y'all know God, that's just too much. And instead of humbling ourselves and allowing, and watch what I said, order is the providence of God. God going to help you do it if you could just submit. Many of us ain't willing to submit. Tell your neighbor, I've got to submit. Uh, this is why even, well, watch this. When Jesus explained to his disciples what it would take to have eternal life, in other words, order in John 6, watch what it says in verse 60. The Bible says, therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? And yet even more, the more you say the order of God is hard, watch this, the more your heart is hardened. Did y'all hear what I just said? The reason why God can reveal a thing for you to do, and the more you say it's hard, the more difficult it is going to be later on in the journey. Because the more you declare a thing is hard, your heart begins to become, somebody say, hardened. Now when God wants to penetrate your heart, you've got a hardened heart because God had already given you his design for order. Oh, tell your neighbor, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. So, so, so that means if, watch this, uh, notice what the Bible says in verse 66 of this same chapter. From that moment, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. In other words, followed him. So you will never benefit from the fruit that you are unwilling to follow. So that means if you can't follow God's design for order, you will never receive the fruit of order. If I never follow God's design for order, God will never find himself pleased with me. God will never preserve me. Watch this. I'll never be walking in my purpose. Tell you neighbor, that's too much to lose. I don't know about y'all, but that's too much to lose. Ah, y'all want the fruit of order, but nobody wants to follow order. You got a lot of folk like that. You want to sow into order. And I thought about this. This is good. I pray that you don't mind me saying this, Miss um, Nicole. But Miss Nicole got the report of the Lord on last week. She was nervous about a, di a diagnosis, a potential diagnosis. But watch this. She got the report of the Lord. Somebody say that's good news. And here's what I'm trying to tell you. To, um, many people think that their seed is going to get them the fruit of order. But somebody say it's structure. We've got a lot of churches teaching you how to sow into your prosperity. And God is just saying, I just need you to have a level of, watch this structure. Ooh, so I'm, I, I hope some, y'all go tell y'all friends that sowing all them seeds to all them churches is going to mess up some offering lines on next week. They don't need another seed. They need structure. Somebody say God's design for order. Ooh. 
See, preachers don't want to tell you that. That's going to mess up their offering. Oh, all we have to do is submit. And I need us to see this. Notice Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. The Bible says commit. In other words, submit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Does it say sow a seed? No, it says submit. Because your success in order is dependent upon how well you submit. So we may not like this, but one of the reasons that many marriages ain't successful and your ministry ain't successful is because you fail to submit. Tell your neighbor, I got to submit. Don't blame it on the devil, but blame it on your unwillingness and your inability to submit. God says, if you commit your actions, your ways, if you submit to my order, watch this, I'll give you great success. And the reason why many of us, we've got good intentions, we think we got the plan laid out, but that plan has not been submitted to God. And God says, if you submit it to me, if you submit to my order, I'll give you great success. Somebody say success. That's good news to me, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. God's design for order is designed for your success. You want success. If you want success, all you got to do is submit. And even more, watch this. Y'all ain't going to like this. Your inability to submit to the order of God not only reveals a heart and heart before God, but it also reveals your hate for God. Y'all ain't, did y'all hear what I just said? Because I need y'all to catch this. Because some of us are walking out with hate for God in our lives and we did not know it. It was all because of disorder. Your unwillingness and your inability to submit, watch this, to the order of God for your life, not only reveals a heart and heart, but it reveals your hate for God. I, I, I need y'all to go to the next slide because I need y'all to see this in the text. It's Psalm 81:15. Watch this. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to him, but their fate would endure forever. We've learned last week that watches not that when we don't submit to the order of God for his um, for his promises. But when we submit to the order of God, we please him. So. So in other words, the question is, if you're unwilling to submit, the real question you got to ask yourself is, do you love him? You've got to ask yourself, do I really love God? Because if I love God and God reveals the design of order for my life, watch this. I'm going to submit. Some of y'all don't really love God. See, I know we got to do, say, we got to set our houses in order. Come on, say, we got to set our houses in order. So then watch this. If you love them, you're going to submit to God because order requires that we are prostrate before him. And hear this and I'm going to be out your way. Let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says the kingdom of God. Here's what I need us to understand. When you don't have a direct or specific word from God concerning order in your life, you can at least rest on the wisdom of God. Somebody say his precepts. Here's the problem with a lot of believers. We want the prophet to tell us exactly what to do. We want an audible voice to tell us, God, what do I do? I know they slapping me upside the head, but tell me, should I stay with them? We, 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 we want those kind of, we want a direct word. Somebody say a direct word. But when I do not get a direct word, watch what God says. He says, rest in my doctrine. Somebody say his precepts. So, so here's what I'm trying to say. Order requires the precepts of God. Uh, in other words, this is why our foundational text says the kingdom of God. And here's what the kingdom of, of God is. It's heaven's mandate in, his, in heaven's manuscript. 
Whenever we see the kingdom of God, that means heaven's mandate, what heaven wants to do in heaven's manuscript. In other words, somebody say heaven's agenda. So whenever I need to understand heaven's mandate and manuscript, when he doesn't give us a direct word, I can rest in his doctrine. And the problem with many believers is that they are too deep to receive order from his doctrine. Somebody say his word. We've got to be okay when God does not give me a direct word that I can open up the Bible and get a word for myself. And the problem with many believers is we don't know how to get a word for ourselves. See, y'all do not like that this morning. Some may not like this. That means if you want order in your life, somebody say, open up your Bible. You may not like this, but I don't want you to go to another conference. Don't go on another fast. See, y'all ain't like that. Don't go seeking another prophet. Open up your Bible and you will find God's design for order for your life. Watch this. Order for relationship is in the book. Somebody say it's in the book. Order for your family. Somebody say it's in the book. And watch this. Even order for your dreams that seem so vast. Somebody say it's in the book. So the reason that some believers have failed to have order in their lives is because they failed to open the book. Did y'all hear what I just said? The reason why many believers have failed to have order in their lives is because they failed to open the book. Somebody say open the book. God has given us his manuscript and his mandate. And the only time many of us hear the book, somebody say on Sunday. That is a sad tragedy, y'all. That's a sad tragedy. This is why the psalmist declared in Psalm 119, 104. The Bible says, through your precepts, I get understanding. And notice what the latter portion of it says. Therefore, I hate every false way. He said, so through his book, I have understanding of everything that God wants to establish order in my life. And notice this, not only do I get understanding about what God wants me to do, I get understanding, watch this, about what God does not want me to do. And then many of us are walking into minefields, walking into attacks and battles that God never ordained for our life because many of us did not open up the book. Somebody say, open up the book. And I know this is this, this too simple for some of y'all, but this is why I tell folk that have trouble reading their Bible, at least start with a devotion. Get, get, they, got, they got devotions that they will text you in the morning. And y'all too lazy to set up a devotion. And you wonder why there's disorder. Oh, tell your neighbor, get a devotion. Get a devotion. Lord, help the people. And I notice this. Uh, that means every area in our lives that requires order, his design for that order is found in his word. Me and my wife were just talking about it. She sent me a text concerning a scripture. And I said, wow. I just said, wow. Because it was dealing exactly with what she was dealing with. And I did not know that it was in the book. But somebody said, even when you don't know it's in the book, it's in the book. <laughs> now that's good news to me. Even when you don't know it's in the book, it's in the book. It's in the book. Somebody say, just keep on looking. And remember, God, here's the good news. Many of us don't think we're avid Bible readers. We're not theologians. And this is why I say God's design for order begins with the pursuit of God. And when I pursue God, God will take me to where it is in the book. And the reason some of us start, watch this. 
Some of us start with the book and not with God. And the reason why you can't find it in the book is because you did not pursue God. Oh, tell your neighbor, it's an order even to God. God has an order, y'all. He long, now, this is why the psalm, and notice this, it's in the book. This is why the psalmist continues throughout Psalm 119 concerning the precepts of the Lord, that he longs for his precepts, that he meditates on his precepts, and that he keeps his precepts. Because watch this, a believer that keeps the Lord's precepts will always keep order in their lives. Did y'all, see, did y'all hear what I just said? A believer that keeps his precepts will always keep order in his life. So that's why grandma and big mama who did not have any money but stayed in the book always kept order in their life. Grandma, why that's always peaceful over here? Why you always got a little meal, your house always in order? Those be the grandmas that stay in the book. And the reason why we got this whole new generation with screens, we got praise dancers, we got, we got backdrops, but we still got churches full of folk without, without, with disorder. Because we have, we have steered and drifted away from the book. Oh, it's not that deep, y'all. Tell your neighbor, it's in the book. Oh my God, if, if order is not your portion, you need to ask yourself, what am I keeping? Y'all know how to go to a conference and get some tools for success. Y'all know how to sow into a prophet and get some keys to the kingdom. But nobody knows how to keep his precepts. Because if it's not the Lord's precepts, then it will always be difficult to keep order. And this is why God's design for order requires the precepts of God. I'm done, y'all. Our intentions for order must always be accompanied by instructions. Somebody say instructions. I don't care how much you desire it. I don't care how much you long for it. If you never get God's instructions for order, you'll always be out of order. So I've got to do everything in my whole being to get his instructions. Right? So so I, I want to pursue him. In other words, and here's the reason that order in the lives of many believers die at the point of desire. Because they fail to find God's design for order. Many believers will leave this earth desiring to have order in areas of their lives. But it dies at the, at, at the desire because nobody got God's design. Tell your neighbor, I need God's design. But Jesus reminds us in our foundational text that order requires our pursuit of God. Order requires being prostrate before God. And order requires the precepts of God. But even more, I believe our text reveals something else about God's design for order. Notice this. Our foundational text says, and his righteousness. Because you will never have order in our lives if we, if we hear God's design for order, but yet never heed it. Therefore, order requires the practice of God. Somebody say the practice of God. In other words, we practice his precepts. Somebody say you just got to try God. Many of us come to church but never try God. We've got to try God. When God gives us instructions, somebody say, I just got to try him. He's a God that will not lie. He's a God, matter of fact, that cannot lie. And God says, if you just try me, if you could just put my precepts into practice, I promise you that I'll give you great order in your life. And here's here's the other thing I need y'all to see about the text. Not only do we have to practice this, watch what the Bible says. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hear this. Order produces the promises of God. If I don't ever pursue God's design for order, every promise over my life 
will be held up. Tell your neighbor, I don't want his promises held up. So hear this. If God has spoken marriage over your life and he's given you a level of instruction for order, if I want that promise of marriage to be made manifest in my life, I've got to, somebody say, establish order. I don't care how good you are at preaching. I don't care how good you are at praying. I don't care how good you are in your musical gifts. If you have no order, the promises of God will never be produced in your life. God is not going to elevate anything that has no order. And watch what I'm going to say. Y'all not going to like this. But some of y'all be, might be saying, well, I saw this man. He was so anointed. He was so elevated. He was, God took him here and there. Somebody say, well, it, it, but they yet did not have order in their life. Somebody say it wasn't God. It was the devil. Because the enemy knows how to elevate you as well. In the, in the wilderness, the enemy said, if you just bow down to me. Many of us have laid prostrate before the enemy for order and not before God. He said, all this stuff, all these kingdoms, all these nations, if you just bow down to me, I'll give you all of this. So the enemy knows how to elevate as well. But if I want God to preserve what he elevates, somebody say, I got to establish order. So listen, I know there's some levels of disorder in our lives. I want us to stand to our feet. I'm trying to get the church in order. I want all of us to set our individual houses in order. And some of us are saying, where do I begin? And God says, pursue me. If you can pursue me, I'll begin to give you instructions. God says, and once I give you those instructions, be prostrate before me. And watch this, whenever God's word is not direct, we've got to go to his precepts. Somebody say his word. Let us go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to set our houses in order. Thank you, God, that we've learned so much, God, over these last two weeks. We don't have to sow another seed, but we have to be prostrate before you. You said, God, if we might submit, you'll give us great success. So, God, we pray now, God, that we can yield and heed your design for order for our lives. God will pursue you. God will search after you. God will seek your face. Until, God, you give us instructions. And, God, as you give us instructions, let us humble ourselves and not harden our hearts. But we'll humble ourselves to those instructions. Submit, God. We'll, we'll just submit. Whatever you say, do, God, we'll do it. For, God, we know, God, our preservation is on the line. And, God, all our, our hardened hearts only reveals our hate for you. So many of us, God, just need to ask ourselves, do we love you? And if we love you, God, we'll submit. And God, I pray, God, that even when you don't give us a direct word, it's good for a prophet to speak into our lives. It's good for us to hear your audible voice in our ears. But God, I believe that you're trying to discipline many of us to get into the book. Help us to get in your book, God. Help us to keep your precepts. Help us to long for your precepts. Help us to meditate on your precepts. For God, if we can just do that, God, will get direction for order in our lives. And God, will try you. We know it's a hard teaching, but we'll try you. You're a God that cannot lie, a God that does not fail. Help us to have order in our lives. God, disorder, dysfunction, disarray, God, is not 
the lot of the believer. But God, you called us to a life of order. God, we can do it, God, and we thank you for it. And God, I thank you for the promises of God that are attached to order. Every promise over every believer's life, God, let us receive those promises because we put our lives in order. We thank you, and every heart that believes it says, thank God, and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's somebody this morning that's watching. There may be somebody that's with us that says, my life is out of order. I've been trying all kind of stuff, but my life is in disarray. My life is disorganized, and I realize today the reason why. Because God is not the center of my life. And you said, I want to make God the center of my life this morning. If that's you, there's good news this morning. The Bible says that it's better to be a dog than a dead lion. In other words, what the Bible is saying is that as long as I'm alive, I still have hope. Somebody say, I still got hope. Somebody say, I still got hope. I want to encourage somebody this morning. Somebody thought their life was in disarray, but God said, just because you're alive, you still have hope. And here's the good news. The Bible says, if you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you can be saved. So you're saying, I want to give my life to Christ this morning. I want God to be the center of my life. What do I have to do? The Bible says, watch this, that we're all sinners. We've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. That means we all need a savior. That's all of us. I know you can't see everybody in the sanctuary, but that's all of us. That's including this pastor. I had to make that acknowledgement. Not only do we all need a savior, but that savior is Jesus Christ. I don't know what they told you in school. I don't know what your mama told you, but there's only one savior and that savior is Jesus Christ. So I'm confessing that I need a savior. I'm confessing that Jesus is that savior. That he went on the cross, he bore my sins and he got up with three day, in three days with all power in his hands. Not only that, I want God to lord over my life. Many people can open up a book but never submit to the book. What you're saying this morning is I'm, I'm going to submit to all of his precepts. Everything that the Lord tells me to do, I'll submit to him. If you can make that declaration, the Bible says you're saved. If you want to be saved this morning, just say, I want to be saved in the comment box. And I want to pray with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for the one that says, I'm in need of a Savior. That I've been living my life on my own, but I found my way. Your word declares that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So, God, we thank you, God, that they've made this decision. That they declare they're a sinner. That Jesus is our Savior. And that they're going to allow the Lord to lord over their lives. Thank you, God, that your word declares anyone you put in the hand of the son, no man can snatch away. God, their life is now made secure because of the decision they made today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's somebody else this morning who says, I need a church home. I've been looking all over. I've been searching all over. I've never heard teaching like this. I've never heard worship like this. I don't even know the folk in the church, but I feel like this should be my home. If that's you, I just want you to say in the comment box, I need a church home. That may be somebody this morning. They want to connect and come in covenant with what we're doing. If that's you, just slip up your hand and I, I want to connect and be in covenant with this church. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to say this to Anybody who's watching, and I want to say this to you personally, I say this with everybody who joins our church. You're not simply joining a church. 
but we're coming in covenant with one another. The Bible says that David and Jonathan's souls were knitted. You got a lot of folk that won't put, want to put members on a roll, but a lot of people don't want to be in covenant with them. And here's what that means. That means the same battles you fight, we want to fight with you. The same issues of life that you go through, we want to go through those with you. The same burdens that you bear, we want to bear those with you. We're in covenant with her. Somebody say, we're in covenant with her. And I want you to know, I don't say that lightly. And I don't say this as well lightly. I don't consider myself a pastor. I know they say Pastor Keith, but I consider myself a shepherd. And anybody knows anything about shepherds? Shepherding is a dirty work. That means I got to get in the pen with the sheep's mess. That means when the wolves come to attack you, that the shepherd goes before you. That means in times where you need to be fed, that the shepherd will go and get the food and lead you to it. So here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not a pastor. I ain't trying to be famous, but I am trying to be your shepherd. So that means as God says, that, that there has to be somebody that will give an account for your soul. I take that seriously, that I will give an account for your soul. Hey, let us give our hand, clap our hands to God for the one who's coming, covenant with our church.